podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Club podcast hey. pod 289 sponsored by vet printing for your printing board you need to go to vet.co.uk it's vet weather okay and jc and associates visit jcassociateslondon.com i will oh and lads yes lads. would you put your mortgage on maya starting a game and then being taken off half an hour to go no, Ooh. not with my recent <laughs> financials. I've been no. blacklisted, mate, so I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best I can think of. Um, well, for all aspects of uh, mortgage advice, you can get them from our new sponsors. It's Eternity Home Finance. Oh. Yeah. They're a Croydon-based family-run company providing a free consultation on anything such as first-time buyers, buying a new home, debt consolidation, building a buy-to-let portfolio, and retirement mortgages. Visit eternityhomefinance.com or ring 0330 is it my imagination or has debt consolidation moved up that list Yeah, since we first started? It's yeah, much it closer to the top than it used to be, isn't it? Yeah, next week it might be in top. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Mainly consolidating debts you've got into with them. Into what? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even listening. I, was I know you were. I could see. <laughs> that's, that's, why why, that's why you said it. <laughs> right. Because you can't look and listen at the same time, can you? No, I can't. It's uh, multitasking, which I cannot do. Um, Everton at the weekend then. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's introduce who we've got. Oh my word. I've had a week off and I'm absolutely struggling. Kevin back, Tom. Here. You've had a week off what? <laughs> Doing this pod. Oh right. <laughs> Kevin Day. Hello. You alright? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. Summer's here. So yeah, apart from that small detail which is really annoying me. Good. Adam Sells. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Very good, thank you, sir. Haircut looks good. Thank you, sir. <laughs> hope it grows back soon. It looks exactly. It tends to, to be fair. It looks, ex- it looks exactly the same on radio as it looked last week. To be perfectly honest, yeah. I had it on Saturday as well. But you didn't comment. Oh. I didn't know. I was no. too busy watching Palace. You were too tired. You weren't busy, watch- you were you were busy watching that. No one was busy watching that. I took up knitting halfway through the second half. <laughs> right, we'll come on to your knitting. Jane Dendercott is here. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, it's good. Good to have you back. Thanks very much. Good. Good to have you back. back. Uh, you're not quite as pretty as Tom, but he been? He wasn't here last week. Some other guy called Tom. Oh. Yeah. Tom Maslona, editor of the fanzine, stepped in, did an excellent job hosting the podcast. So thank you very much to him for yeah, doing thank that. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, yeah. Tom. Um, all right, Kevin, let's start with you then, because it was a nil-nil draw against Everton, an yep. inform Everton, I think it's fair to say, and and it was a point. But was it a well-earned point against an informed team, or was it one of the worst game sellers I've ever seen? The latter. It was. I mean, pardon me. I, for some reason, I don't know why. I probably got into more arguments after this game when everyone should have been happy and well, we're safe from relegation. I, I, my view is that the people who say it's a good point against the good Everton team, they're the ones who are being negative about Palace because we should be turning up at Sellers Park expecting to give Everton a game. They're in the same bracket as us. Yes, they're on good form. They beat a terrible Man United team 4-0. They lost to Fulham 2-0 four weeks ago 
and it simply wasn't good enough. And I know it's not that's, sim- that's not being negative. I acknowledge that we we are safer earlier than we have ever been. I acknowledge that Hodgson has done a good job, but that doesn't mean to say you can't acknowledge that, that was one of the worst performances we put in all season from minute one to minute ninety. There was no. That's that's all people who are unhappy were, were saying. No one was criticising the club. No one was criticising Hodgson. They were pointing out that that performance against a moderate Everton team wasn't enough, especially when we were foolish enough to leave the pub thinking, well, we've got, we're safe, nothing to play for. This could be for all, this could be anything. So, the one yeah, thing I mean, we, when Adam Sells yeah. texted me, rang me before the game, said it would be 4 0 Palace. I had a weird premonition. Not that I believed it. I just <laughs> How weird it, was it? I just told him it was a weird premonition. I didn't. It seemed ridiculous talking about it. And, and given. I'm not quite as disappointed about it as you because although I didn't think we did very well, we're up against a very good team. Moderate. Team. I, they're not a very good. They're not a very good team. Kev, no, they're, they're, they're there are no very good teams in that division. Their team apart from cost two hundred and seventy million pounds on Saturday, and their bench, All right, two hundred and seventy million pounds. How many goals they score against us? None. Well, there you go. No, that we do, that's a credit to Man us. C- Man, C- Man City are a good team, and they they played us off the pitch, and I yeah. came away quite happy having seen a really good football team. Yeah, but we're, we're capable of they, beating Everton at Sellers Park. I don't. We haven't managed it in six seasons in the Premier League. In fact, we've we only scored beat, a goal against them in one of the six matches. We haven't beaten Arsenal away for twenty five years. So no, fifteen all. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was quite as easy or, or straightforward as that I thought they were a good side very physical very strong they had real good size in Zuma who dominated Ben Teke physically during the game which you don't often say that and I said on the pod afterwards that I thought he did really well Ben Teke actually in our penalty area defending corners mm. but had no impact further up the pitch yeah I mean Enders it was, it was Everton were good they were very good on mm. the day and they and Roy came out afterwards and said we were probably lucky to get a point. Everton probably going away from that feeling like they could have got all three points. So was it a case of us being bad at home? And I know this has been an ongoing theme. Or was it a case of a team just turning up to sell us and just doing a job on us that many teams have done this season? I don't think it was a matter of them turning up to do a, a job on us. I, I, I know they're a good team, but I just don't think they played particularly that well. I, and and we, we didn't threaten or scare them or we didn't get at them. I just thought it was a real lackluster. I thought the whole afternoon was a really sort of damp squid, to be honest. I thought the whole thing, about 20, 30 minutes into the first half, there were loads of people around me who were just going, well, what the hell are we doing here? This is, this is not great. This is not what we... You know, there's adverts all around the ground, renew your season ticket. And it's just like, hang on a second, this is awful. Mm. It wasn't... It, it just... We, as Kevin says, you know, we, we are better than what we played on Saturday. We're better. And we, sh- and we show it away from home. And we show it with glimpses of it at home. I just thought the performance, I just thought the whole afternoon was just, it really stank of, there's nothing much to play for for either team. Let's just get this game over with. Let's get on the beach. I know that's an obvious thing to say for a football fan, but that's how it felt. It didn't feel, didn't feel like anybody really wanted to win the game. It just felt, I don't know. And I don't think they were cancelling each other out because I, I think both teams lacked a bit of magic, to be honest. Which is, I say, week in, week out, we lack that magic in the middle of the park. We lack that magic somewhere, and we did. We lack. We, we lacked it, and I think I think they liked it as well. And I, and, I, and I don't think they came to get a point. I just think they came to turn up, and I think we just came. I don't know what we did. I don't know what we did, but nothing seemed to work. It was just nothing was. It was all half. What did, did we have? One shot on goal. Like the eightieth minute, the, the, the most ex- target, but it didn't actually count. The most exciting bit was booing the ref when he added three minutes on at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely no need for him to do that, but. 
Just for all that Everton, it's tiring. Everton fans I spoke to at the end, for all that they were the better team than us on the day, that doesn't mean they're a good team. They're not. There are no really, really good teams outside Liverpool and Everton. It's simple as that. Liverpool they're not, and City. Liverpool and City. They're, but they they're, they're should, not, I mean, they should be a good team. If yeah, Chelsea's yeah, but they're not. But they're not. Yeah, they should be, but they're not miles ahead of us. And we shouldn't be going there expecting that a point is a, a good result. And for all their domination, I think, how many shots on target they have? There's one I guy. Mean, there's the guy to save, which was fantastic. They had a lot of corners. The wind played a part, but it just. It's like Ender says, there's nothing... And it's really interesting, you know, watching the highlight, the, the punditry of the Brighton game that evening, when they said the difference in the second half of the Brighton game is that Murray played 20 yards further on. That's something Benteke, Benteke's playing so deep. Hmm. He's picking the ball up 40, 50 yards from goal with his back to goal. We, not once do we try that option where we just put him a bit further forward to run in behind their defence. It's just... I, I think the, the problem was that we all thought it would, there would be an end-of-season party atmosphere. That there would be two teams thinking, right, we're, we're perfectly safe, but it was the opposite of that. And the thing is, you're not, you're. We know we're not going to get that with Roy. He, he's not going to play really expansive football because if you do and you you push on at home, then you negate somewhere else on the pitch. As Chelsea said on the pod, you know, some, you lose something else on the pitch, somewhere a midfielder being more defensive or whatever. But would would the fans be happier at Stellhurst if we did say? Go for it against Everton, if we and we to, lost three two or four three. I said but this on Twitter. Would it be happier? Of course, I would. If we needed the point, then I'd have been really happy with the point. But we don't. We didn't. We're safe. Let's just if if you can't let the you know let them out to play after we're safe, what's the point? You know, we got Bournemouth coming for you know Bournemouth who score goals in every game, concede goals in every game. Mm. I've, I've, my worry is the crowd's going to be about nineteen thousand. So people are going to go. Oh, simply can't be asked to sit through that again. Mm. I think yeah. I mean that might be. It might be different against a more expansive team like Bournemouth. Chelsea. I'm just going back on the shots. They had three on target and we had one. They had eight off target. We had four. So obviously they were yeah, more attacking than we were. But do you, from having watched Roy this season in most games, do you think he'll ever, you know, even in a Bournemouth game, have a game where he thinks, OK, shackles are off, go for it? Lads. Or is that just not his style? Well, he's never played um, 4-4-2 uh, with two out-and-out wide players this season I can't remember I mean he tends to either use Wilfred as a, um, a second striker or if he does play him wide will tend then not to play a second wide player on the opposite side so he likes this narrow four and I think you know against Arsenal it worked well and we, it made a difference and so you can understand to a degree why he was unchanged. I mean, Enders was talking last week on here when we were together and Tom asked, would he make any changes? And he said, no, I'd leave it as it is. Mm. And I I said I'd be tempted to bring Andros Townsend in. This is a home game and, and so on. But in, in all fairness, you know, I guess the difficulty is is that afterwards everyone says, well, that didn't work. But had he changed it and we'd lost 3-0, everyone would have said, well, that worked the week before. What did you do that for? So I think as a football manager, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. I couldn't see particularly what he would do too much differently on Saturday. And we talked about this afterwards. You know, I'd have been tempted to use Batch Y, but the problem is that Benteke, they were such a physical side that I think we might have got undone in our own box by not having I didn't think Benteke or Cuyate had a particularly good game on Saturday but because of their sheer size and presence 
I would have been reluctant to take them off in in a contest like that. It was almost a two against Arsenal, right? I mean, Zahar got quite close to Benteke a lot of the time against Arsenal, and he was nowhere near him on on Saturday. Benteke was operating in splendid isolation for for most of the game, and I'm sure a lot of the questions will be about Mayer. But I'd be really interested to see what what position Mayer wants to play in, because once again. This was the game where I thought, well, let let Mayer have a go in the position where we all think he should be playing, which is just in front of the, the central midfield pair. He's not a left winger. We we, we can we can see that, and he's yeah. he's still got good touches. He's clearly a good player. But right. if you're going to play him there, why not play a specialist left winger? Why not play? Well, and, and that's what Ben Long said on the post. That's probably the exact same yeah. thing. He wants to see Mayer in front of a uh, Kiate and and Luca. Yeah. And we we have had a lot of questions about home form this season. And Andy OCPFC Hi, Andy. has said. And I'll put this to you, Enders. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a million-dollar question, so I apologise in okay. advance. But it said, what, what can Roy do to change the negative approach to games at Sellers? Change the formation, <laughs> change the personnel, give the players more freedom <coughs> when they pass the halfway line. I mean, it, it is a big question, isn't it? It's a big question, you know, and I don't really know the answer. I'm not a football manager, and Roy obviously doesn't know the answer. I don't know. I think it's just, it almost it almost feels like we need, just need to get to the end of the season so we can mm. wipe, the, wipe the slate clean for the home form. It hasn't happened this season for whatever reason. And we can all hear him pick it, and I'm sure I'm sure Roy and his staff are all picking it apart after every single game. And I'm sure the players are as well. You know, of course the, the players want to perform the best in front of their their, their home team, and it's just not really happened. I seem you know, to think you saw then. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, we could have been here for hours asking answering that question. Mm. I think you saw to some Palace fans who seem to think you can have you can have one or the other. Yeah, who seem to think, oh, well, if our home form's good, our away form's going to be bad. It's like you can have both. Yeah. You can't, you know, and all, we're not asking. But you we, can also have neither. Yeah, but we understand how difficult the Premier League is, and we understand how difficult it is to win games home and away, and mm. we understand that we're set up for, to play a different way, and our players are better on a counter attack. But it doesn't mean you can't take a, take it to play it to teams at home. It doesn't mean to say you can't recognise you know, we're not is, good just passing the ball. It's great, Kev. It's great. You know, one of the stats that people keep throwing at me over the last week is you know we're the only team to have scored three goals at the Etihad, yeah, the Emirates, yeah, yeah. and Anfield, which is brilliant, which is amazing. You know, and that's a, that's a great score. That three, is a five, great. Only us and City have scored three goals away from home this season, and it's a great badge of honour to have as a team, and it shows we've got that great attacking force. You know, unfortunately, we can't say the same thing about being at home, but. Can you have one with the other? Yes, you can have both. You can have both. Of course you can. But we haven't. Well, at least we've had one. Well, it's very <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least we've and had we one know of them. That Roy, you know, we know that Palace don't go into these home games not trying to win them. Obviously, they want to win, it, win at home. But for whatever reason, it hasn't happened this season, Selzy. To be fair, JD, I was going to say to you that I was invited to a lunch at the club last week and Roy and Ray spoke to a small amount of guests that were invited for the lunch and Roy bristled a bit at the guy, one of the guys asking him, they were open to ask questions and about the home form and, you know, described there by, I think it was Andy that posed the question as negative. You see, he would totally disagree with that. And he said, I'm not unhappy with the way that we've played at home in general. We haven't had the results. We haven't converted enough chances. And he felt, he feels and or felt that, that he looks at the performance and and the, the the thing overall, other than just the result. And he said that I don't think we've played particularly worse at home than away. It's just fallen that way. And the, the second thing I was going to say to you is everybody is talking about the home form, but you you know you can't say the home form is terrible and then not mention the away form being you know the overall season is that we have forty three points. If we win our last two games, we'll have a record number of points in the Premier League since we've come back. You know, that's the reality. And if we can do that, 
be fantastic. It's a problem for Steve Parrish, though, is he's about to build a new stand with 6,000 extra season ticket holders in, and you're going to have trouble selling it. If I, mean, our home I don't know, because yeah. you, you've got to sell it to people who want to see Premier League football. Well, you? Not, but that's not, gonna, not necessarily. Change, which is well, going to change the dynamic of being a Palace fan. But you have well, to, well, that's I think Roy, that's well, there's still I a waiting list on think it's now. I think, I think Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson's absolutely think. right, but I think Roy Hodgson, for the first time, he acknowledged on Saturday that we hadn't played well, which is a, you know, I think it's no point in bristling. He needs to acknowledge the fact that fans are expect expect to see a certain. You know, everyone always talks about football as an entertainment business, Premier League's entertainment business. We know that people in the game don't believe that, but he needs to acknowledge that people are paying a lot of money to come see Palace play at home and that most often they're leaving the game disappointed. He has to acknowledge And the fact is, as well, walking away from the City game, I didn't know any Palace fan that was upset after the City game because we got beaten by a team that's going to beat most teams in Europe who, who turned up on a day and were just simply better than us. But I'm not, going to, I'm not going to walk away from a game against Everton thinking, oh, great, that's all right. We stuck into a game against Everton. We got a point. It's... it's we 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 have to be looking at that bracket. We have to be looking, you know, it's the Leicesters, the Everton's, the West Ham's. That's where we should want to be. And the people who say, oh, "Well, no, we we should be struggling for points again," we'll, we'll always be fighting relegation. If that's the attitude. In, in previous weeks, didn't we? That if the home and the away form had switched <coughs> this season, and we still had forty-three points, I think a lot of people would feel happier because there are more fans that go to home. Okay, although it is worth referencing, there are still a lot of fans that do go to a lot of away games and still obviously pay a lot of money yeah, to of do course. that as well. Oh, absolutely, but yeah. you know, there are a lot of people. Enders who do go to home games, maybe more than away games, and they, you know, they are paying decent money. It's Premier League prices. Yeah, so if they had course. been flipped around, it would be, it would be different. But as he said, over the course of the season, forty three points with two games left. But they're also bad. they're also spending their money on a season ticket to see the the team that they that they support. You tell me that they don't look at the result when we play away. Of course they do. Of course they're excited about their team yeah. winning away. And they'll watch on match of the day or they'll watch on the TV if it's on, on, on the TV and they'll watch it. Yes, they go to the home games. Most people don't go to away games because they can't get there, can't afford it or whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if if I'd... I'd you know, it's a, it's a really tricky one. I, I, I love to see my team play well. I don't get to as many away games as I used to. But if I see a, a, a slew of terrible home games, but our away form is brilliant, I'm going to be happy for the club. Yes, I'll be personally a little bit annoyed that I haven't seen more goals mm. at home. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen Zahar playing the well as he should do, or yeah. this, or that. Of course, I'll be a little bit annoyed. But ultimately, really, stepping out of the situation, I'll be happy. I will be happy because we've got 40-odd points and we're safe and we've got another chance next season. You know, come on, it's just like... We had a lad from <coughs> Trieste sitting in front of us on Saturday. He's a Palace fan. He's lived here for several years. But he had his brother over for his first ever game. So I, I now know the Italian for I'm sorry about this. It's not normally this bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. he spent most of the game apologising to us. Cause it's, but the thing uh, is, it normally is that bad. Well, it's not, yeah. <laughs> No, but, but actually, I mean, no. Celsius' point that Roy said in this in this lunch is fair. There have been some home games where yeah, they really haven't got, you know, Cardiff yeah, no, at home, agree. Burnley, Wolves at home. Yeah. You know, Burnley we got because of the banger and, and, yeah. and a terrible goal. There have been games where we have played very well and have quite got what we wanted. And in fact, Celsius, if I can pose you an even more awkward question than ah, I put to Andrew a minute ago, from Tony Dobson, Hi, yeah. Tony. who says more likely to happen next season. An improvement in home form or loss of away form? I'm not, that's not how it works, <laughs> Tony. I'm not, I'm not sure how it works. No, I mean, I, I don't quite see it the same as Kev. Uh, surprisingly, me and Kev really do. But the uh, <laughs> I, I, I have an expensive season ticket, but I accept as a football fan that it's not always going to be my way and that that every every fan that attends their 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 games wants to see entertainment wants to see their team win ultimately you know but and I think that's the key with most of the fans they want to win really and that's probably 
where the disappointments come. I think Saturday's game, it wasn't particularly entertaining, but in a season sometimes there are these, you know, these are tight contests against good teams. And the fact that we're able to to, to gain a point when we weren't at our best or particularly but good, I, think I don't point, think that's a bad thing. I think if it had happened in the beginning, sort of third of the season, then I, I can understand that. But when, but when you're already safe mm. with only like three games to go, which, so, which is know, a record for us, I think. Yeah, well, yeah it's, it's the earliest, it's the earliest we've been safe. Yeah. What, what, you know, you, what would you do differently, Enders, that he's not doing in that respect? I just, I just al- allow a little bit more freedom. There didn't seem to be any freedom with the team. Seem, we can't keep. Uh, we we can't keep possession. There's no point in us keeping possession for the sake of keeping possession. We, we, it's it's endless, and there's no forward. That's the one thing I like about Mayor. At least he does look forward. Every now and again, you can play Benteke a little bit further up the pitch and push their back four back to give a bit more space for our midfield players to get in. You can get our midfield players getting beyond the front players. You can get our wide players holding the flanks much tighter than they did. There's all sorts of things you can do. That was a problem on Saturday. Everyone seemed to be caught in the lethargy. And it's like, as I said before, if we'd needed that point, that would have been a great point. But we kind of didn't. And most Palace fans, I think, would have gone away happy... If we'd attacked them from the first minute, had 12 chances, their keeper played a blinder and we lost, you'd go, fair enough, that's good entertainment. But it's, you, you go back to the point no, and you kind of go, that was so... It was just I think dull. that's not unfair and I, yeah. I accept that. I, I just, I don't think it's that simplistic in the sense that, you know, you play as good as the other team. Let yeah, yeah, we shouldn't judge it on they, performance. And they, they, didn't, they yeah. didn't make it very easy for us and they are a very good side. I think we actually did better against them to a degree in the game we lost up there. And we were unlucky to lose, I thought. But, you know, I I can understand people being disappointed, but I don't I don't also think that they should expect to rock up at home to a very expensively ex- assembled Everton team and think that we'll roll them over comfortably and it will be easy. That, I don't think anyone thought that, but I think we all thought there'd be a bit more of a sense of celebration because we got the winner, Arsenal, I, even for those of us, the, the optimistic Palace fans, even with our away form, Arsenal had won ten on the spin in the Premier League. In, oh yeah, home. no so one that was, saw that coming. No one saw that coming. So that was a that was brilliant, a brilliant bonus that we were saved then. And I think everyone turned up expecting that to be carried on Saturday. And there would be an element of celebration, an element of fun, and that that wasn't there. And I think that was a disappointing part of it. Yeah. Really, it was the flatness. Well, of it all, and we have got one more home game to come, so hopefully that one might be more of a celebration. And if I can just end part one with. Basically, the only talking point of the game, really, which was Guaita save yeah. from Tosson's back heel. And we talked on the post-match pod, didn't we, Chelsea, about how you want your goalkeeper to earn you points. And that was clearly a point earned from Guaita yeah. that late in the game. And he's done that quite a lot this season. I mean, that he's really made that number one spot his own. And that save was, was spectacular. It was. And it's two points. Uh, sorry, it's a point gained rather than uh, three lost on Saturday as a result. And that's what you need your goalkeeper to do. You need him to... To step up when he's required, and you know there been he wasn't particularly active on Saturday, a bit like the Leicester game, and he pulls out a big save. I think the Cardiff game as well, where he mm, was pretty yeah. underemployed, and then he's managed to pull a big save out. And um, for me, that that's the most important facet of a of a goalkeeper that one that that makes saves that turn the games and win you points that ordinarily you wouldn't have. It does show yeah. though where. You kind of feel for Hennessy, where Gaeta at the moment is a lucky keeper. You get the feeling that was Hennessy, it would have hit his arm, 
bounced in front of an Everton player and got knocked back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Guyter or would you've even got down for but it? But Guyter was like, I mean, it was, a, it was a fantastic save, but Guyter was like, as it came straight off, I mean, Hennessy would have started, it was Hennessy's saluting arm, so he would have been... Yeah, and you saw him. But was like, because it kind of went straight out, it went towards the 18-yard, he wasn't palmed away. It was a brilliant save, yeah. but you get the feeling that if, if Julian or, or Hennessy... Yeah, if, if if he'd made that save and it had bounced to an Everton player, everyone was saying that's a, he's made a mistake, which is how why it's I don't know why anybody would want to be a goalkeeper. It's the worst position on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, don't you like, don't recommend it to anybody. Well, Kev, yeah. We sure. look at De Gea as well. I mean, De Gea, so many times in the past five years, De Gea has made that mistake and it hasn't gone to a, an opposition player. Yeah, and everyone's just going, oh, it's not quite as good. But then suddenly his luck's run out this season. He's giving three or four goals away, yeah. and who everyone considers a world class goalkeeper for the past five years now, everyone's saying, oh, he's gone. He's lost it. He's shot. You know, yeah. well, your goalkeeping mistakes are remembered more than your, of course, more than your saves, unfortunately. And it, interesting, I think it's in the first half on Saturday. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Kiate or someone that received the ball in front of where I was and let the ball go under their foot, under their studs and roll out of play. And the fact I can't even remember who it was and it was three or four days, three days ago, tells you everything. Because yeah. if it was a goalkeeper and it went in, yeah. it'd have been on the telly continuously or for four days. Or if that ball had then gone on to a striker and they'd well, yeah. four, I mean, four, yeah, well, that happened with Mamadou Sacco last season, didn't it, when he, mm. that he lifted his foot away. But four, I think four times in the first ten minutes there were bad back passes to yeah. go to, which sort of set the tone for the I was going to say, I think it did the set the tone. I yeah. thought it made us a little bit anxious just, yeah. and a bit edgy. Like, it wasn't... There were a few that were less than fair on the keeper really they were sticking right, yeah. under mm. quite a lot of pressure and he handled it quite well I thought I, I think also I'm we not, should not we... agree this, you guys agreeing here no no we should, we should I do agree with them now well let's not reveal that off, you know, as soon as the microphones are off we're best of friends we're yeah. going off to the club <laughs> going off no, to the I club love it really. it's great well, um, oh you put me right off my thread now I think what? no what, if, what, if, what I think what we shouldn't forget either is that technically that was our that's our, both our second choice centre backs yes yeah yeah which you know so you probably should judge when Sacco and Tompkins are, that, are those playing Those two together. have done brilliantly for yeah. us, Kev, since they've come into they the have, team. They have, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're still they're not our first choice centre-back pairing. And in an ideal world, you'd have one out, you wouldn't have yeah. both and they, out. And they have, they have done very well. Defens- they have defensively, but I think we do miss Sacco carrying the ball into midfield. Yeah, it's a big loss. It's yeah. the best centre-half we've ever had. Oh, oh no! Well, yeah. Okay. Straight well, on that then, good. So maybe you guys can start disagreeing again in, in the yeah. break between part one and part two. Because in part two, we're going to have questions from our listeners. So join us in a bit. When it comes to business travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Oh, sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold meetings or the Michelin dining or the innovative industries that'll make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insight said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at Orlando for Business. Uh, welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Right. 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 sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing board you need. Go to Vector.co.uk. It's Vector with okay. JC and Associates for also sponsoring us. That's jcassociateslondon.com. I will. Oh, sorry. Visit. Yeah, I didn't I'll, say visit. I will. Sorry. I will. Though. I'm sorry, going to do it anyway. You know I am. I'm on the beach. I'm actually on the beach. <laughs> and uh, of course, Eternity Home Finance for all for every aspect of your mortgage advice. Uh, Croydon-based family-run company. 
uh, and they're Palace fans as well, absolute legends. So visit eternityhomefinance.com or ring 0330 I'm going to phone them now and ask them who they think the best centre-back at Palace yeah. is. I'll vote them to write, Ken. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> and we can report back next week. Yeah. And we can. Uh, that's that feels like a sort of a summer pod, doesn't it? Jim mm. Cannon. You saying Jim Cannon? Are you? Craig Moore. He's up there. Craig, Craig, Craig Moore. Eric Lindgren. Yeah. Well, better than Sacco. Eric Young. I mean, he was only here for about half an hour, yeah. wasn't he? But yeah, he was quality. Anyway, speaking of which, tonight, and we're going to do this really briefly because it's going to go out of date very quickly. But tonight is the Player of the Year awards oh, at yeah. Palace. Is that? Who, I thought it was in Croydon. It's in uh, Box Park. Isn't well, in theory, yeah. Is is it in Box Park? Mm. Yeah. 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 So it's not in Palace. It's like having Streety back, isn't it? Whenever <coughs> 300 pods in, you're starting to get really picky. I've just been pedantic. Um, I'm going to ask it's you a new word I learned. I'm going to ask <laughs> you three three he's, not, he's not a lawyer. He wouldn't have covered it both ways for his money. <laughs> who, uh, who do you think is going to win Player of the Year and who do you think is going to win Young Player of the Year? And then we'll move on because people will be listening. Wan-Bissaka, wan Yeah. Kevin? I I have to agree with Enders. I think it's going to be Wan-Bissaka. Nailed on. Wan Has anyone ever won Celsius? Everyone ever won both of those awards mm, at Palace before? Can't remember. No. They've won it. Andy Gray won it. The, the PFA Young Player and Player of the Year back in the eight, early 80s. Really? Won them both. I mean, obviously I there's a big Sterling debate on... do it this year. There's a big debate on the whole age thing, isn't it? And it being 24 for the mm. PFA one. I don't know what it is for Palace. I'm guessing the same. But Wan Bissaka should have been nominated firstly for the PFA Young Player of the Year. Anyway, without a doubt, Alan and Shearer, it should really be people who are 21 and under. I'd say Alan Shearer went up in my estimation with his brilliant piece he did on one of the Match of the Day extras, talking about the injustice of Wan Bissaka yeah. not being in that team. Yeah, which is bang on. I don't think anyone yeah. can disagree with. I that. think it's understandable that the two, you know, there are two teams that are head and shoulders better than anybody else. So you'd expect most of the players to come from there. But I just think it's lazy not to look at. Yeah, it's, it's as lazy not putting him as, as it's lazy putting Paul Pogba in. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There was Just a good article actually. I think it was on the Guardian of the what should have been the Young Player yes, Award. Yeah, it was like Madison was in there. Yeah, and yeah, David yeah. Brooks. I think Brooks actually got nominated, didn't he? And Aaron. Anyway, Selzy, what do you think for Young Player and Player of the Year for Palace tonight? Well, it's difficult to look past Aaron. I think it seems like it's a bit of a landslide. I think Sacco and Tompkins will have a fair shout for the. Player of the season too. Both have been uh, very good, Luca. But uh, I think, you know, all told that Aaron's Mr. Consistent, isn't he? Yeah, I agree. I think he's probably up up for both. Yeah, I think sure. to be honest. And speaking of which, we had a question from Jake Hapishis. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Jake. We'll H- just call him Jake. Hapishis. Jake. How do you spell it, mate? H a p e s h i s. J a k e. Yeah. Um, and he says uh, <laughs> quite simply are we selling Wambasaka and Wilf well I don't think I, I'd be surprised if both went we had this question last week actually did we? we yeah we had this question last week well, I I, I, my, well. my instinct is no to both of them my instinct is neither of them will go yeah I don't know if I'm allowing my internal optimism I think we have mentioned this before that the first indication of whether we've had a good transfer window is whether we keep but I think I I just can't see. I can't see Wilf moving abroad somehow, just because of his temperament and his character. He's a homeboy, and I, yeah, and I, and that's not a, an insult in any way, shape, yeah. or form. I just think he's he had his fingers burned by his experience in Manchester. Also, the only one of the top six that I think would come in for him would be Tottenham, and they can't afford him. So I, I just think circumstance. I just think he's happy being the top dog at Palace, and I think Wan-Bissaka would be would be well advised to stay at Palace. For enough for his own development as a player, rather than go somewhere, you know, the rumours are Tottenham, Man City, where he he wants to be surely at that age you want to be playing every week. You don't want to start being competing for places with Carl Walker or Carl Walker Peters and mm. 
playing in some games, not others. So I, I, I think as fans, we're all resigned to the fact that Wan-Bissaka will leave it, Palace. Without, he, he will leave. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think he, to further his career, and no disrespect to Palace, he should do. Because I think he'll become a better player playing around better players. And he'll get picked for England. And he'll get yeah, picked for England, yeah. XYZ, do the Champions League also. But I don't think next season's the time for it. Yeah. He needs to have another season at Palace. Help. And had one full season. Yeah. yeah. So far at Palace. We and Wilf, how he... Wilf, I just, you know, I think I think he's, as Kev says, and I said it last week, I think he enjoys carrying the weight of the team on his shoulders. I really do. I think, I think for Wilf, a lot of it will depend on what he's being told about who we might be bringing in and what the plans might be for next season and whether the style of football will change a little bit. It probably won't. But if he's told that we're bringing in, yeah, for want of a better example, Loftus-Cheek and other players in... Mm. That might help. Unfortunately, Roy did up. in his presser on yeah. the weekend, which you can hear on the FYP Extra Pod at Patreon.com, free to pod. Um, yeah. Did did hint that there won't be a lot of money to spend, or sort of. He's saying he doesn't really know yet, but he wasn't getting excited. Yeah, about but it, other, so. you know, there are players you can bring in that don't necessarily don't necessarily have to be marquee signings to just convince a player like Max Wilf that bring in. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that worked out well. Yeah. Didn't it? Well, well it, I still will. <laughs> let's still talk, work in progress. So just briefly, then on on Wilf and and AWB, we have spoken about this on the podcast before, but. What do we think the odds are? Because we know there's going to be rumours this summer. We know it's going to be... They'll be the headlines. Yeah, but the headlines are put there by agents and journalists who are interested in creating headlines, you know. So I don't take too much notice of everything I read around Wilfred Zaha particularly because this has been a continuous theme since he came back to Palace and well before he went and since he returned to us. So I think... I've said before, it would take an extraordinary amount of money and I'm not sure there's someone there that's going to pay it. Yeah. And long may it continue as far as I'm concerned. I know Tom said to me last week, well, supposing he's unhappy and, and and you know, he wants to go and the club that, that's interested doesn't come up with the money, then, sorry, we don't sell. We're not here to tickle everyone's belly and uh, and do right by them. You know, it's a business and... Wilfred has paid a lot of money at Crystal Palace Football Club and signed a five-year contract 12 months ago. So, you know, I think Steve has done very well in that respect and, you know, Wilfred's been very well looked after. So, I think the difference between the two is that if if you lose, God forbid, Wan-Bissaka, it's easier to replace a right-back. It's easier to get a decent right-back. If you lose Wilf... Where do you get another Wilf? There, there isn't one. There isn't one. There, there isn't one. one. That's true. You know, you, you, you could get the, That's player. what I mean. You could get Nathaniel Klein. You could get. Yeah, you can replace Wan Bissaka with a right back, and you probably wouldn't concede any more goals. But you simply can't replace Wilf, and I think that's something that. Yeah. Steve I don't, I don't think there's another player like him, Kev. I don't. I don't like Wilf. Yeah. He's no, a, no, he's agree. a kind of street footballer, yeah, yeah. and you know the the affinity with the fans because he's a South London street footballer, a bit like Ian Wright to yeah, a degree. Yeah. You know that's. That's something that that's very hard to replace the feeling, but also to replace the player with yeah. that, of that type. Yeah. I well, don't think you would be able to replace him with somebody of that same type. I, I, I think, think you'd I, have to I, change the picture a little. Ironically, bit. Yeah. the only player that has been out there that's remotely like him was Bellassi. Yeah, yeah. just in ter- well, yeah. just in terms of the unpredictability and where you could play him across the front but line. He's not but, the same. He's not, he's the, not the same. Anymore. So you, and also, I think Steve Parrish is sensible enough to know that. Yeah, we of course. If somebody's bidding eighty million quid for one of them or two of them, then he's a businessman. He, he has to look at that. But I think he's sensible enough to know the message it will send out yeah. to Palace fans about where he, we. He's want never to be. sold our best players. No, he? no, he's, he's and not, he's only ever yeah. wanted to take the club forward. Yeah, 
And, and by a, now, yeah. under previous owners, those that players probably got, yeah. wouldn't be here. Well, also as well, I don't yeah, think you should yeah, underestimate right. the fact that Steve, whatever you think about him, he's a Palace fan and he wants to see the best players at Palace. And I think so, that's a good point, Selzy makes. That's twice his pod. Let's, so let's edit this bit well, out. You've agreed with me again. <laughs> Steady on. But, uh, gonna, the, 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 listening, the listenership's going to go down by the second. I think under, under, Simon, under Simon... Although, to be fair, I had two people come up to me the other day at half-time and say... I think he gets a tough ride on BBS Selzy. So I'll I'll say you're talking to the wrong bloke, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Is you just writing it? I think if Jordan, I think Simon Jordan was still our chairman, of course, Wamba Sacker would have gone halfway through the season without that. But it'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see what Selzy thinks would be in the current market value. What what both of those players would bring? Well, what you'd be asking for minimum. Wilfred, I said this before. Relegation costs us a hundred million pounds. So by default, if we lost Wilfred, I think we'd be in relegation. Well, the danger element would rise dramatically. Uh, we could lose a hundred million pounds mm. if we've got to give twenty-five percent to Manchester United, uh, as I believe that's the case. Then I'd want a hundred and fifty million pounds. I don't think anyone will even pay half of that. No, so no, they're, no, no, no. So therefore, Plus his therefore, yeah. I don't see it as an easy deal. Yeah. Because in, for, in order for someone to sign him, he would have to be their probably one and only purchase of the summer. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think I think Arsenal were rumoured to be very strong on Aaron, but I don't think they've got the money. No. I don't think they can afford him. So I don't think Tottenham would pay for Wilf or pay him the salary. I mean. I don't know what Daniel Levy's now done with Harry Kane and Deli Ali and so on, but when we talked before, you know, a year or, or, or so ago, I mean, Wilfred was earning substantially more than both, and definitely, they have changed you know, their wage structure yeah, but fair, really. um, well, they have, but it's still mainly bonuses at the time. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not salary, sure that they would, they would do that. Chelsea have got a transfer embargo. Manchester United, probably the one club that could do it with the money, but. Are they really going to take him back? No, no would he go back there? No, probably no. Not. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that that would well, also, necessarily I think happen. Be so much uncertainty with Solskjaer. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Going to have, I'm going to have money on him being first manager sat next season. I don't think. Yeah, do you think he'll make yeah. it that long? I don't. I think I can't understand why United. I don't uh, think he'll make it to Christmas. I don't think. I don't think the board will want to give him money to spend. It's like if they broke the bank to get Zidane in, they would have given him money. Any player would come and play for Zidane. At Man United. I don't think. I don't think United will trust Solskjaer with that, that amount of money to bring no, players in. I don't there, think there must be a players. few people there thinking we've jumped a bit quick here if we just kept our powder dry yeah. to the end of the season. Well, you know, can I just on finally on AWB? We had a question from Aidan Grant. Hi, Hi Aidan. Who just says, would AWB on current form top your list of all-time best Palace fullbacks? And if not, who was better? And he's put Ashley Cole, Kenny Sampson, S- certainly up there though. Isn't right it? back, I can't really think of him. Of another one, Kleine has been very good. Kleine, Cl- yeah, yeah so, but, but this we, is a different level, isn't it? We kind of didn't. Well, yeah, Kleine hasn't done too bad. Has no, he played right. for England, played for Liverpool. Right. You know, yeah, with not, us, he didn't, <laughs> he's not true. bad, is he's he? All right, he's did all right. he start every game with us, though, Kleine? Well, he, yeah. he did for yeah. that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I can remember he made his debut. I think it was home to Barnsley, uh, 2008 October 2008. Uh, my dad died that weekend, actually, and it stuck. I, I was at the game in between visiting him, and I remember it quite vividly. And strangely, uh, I think the following week or the week after, we were play, playing Charlton in a youth team game at Sparrows Lane and Kleine was back getting changed in the porter cabins with really? us like, before the game. It was a, <laughs> a brief, uh, a little bit of a brief uh, 
spell, but he uh, he did very well for us. I think he was. So he was I think him or Aaron and Kenny Sands and or Ashley Cole for yeah. left back, or obviously Mark Edwards. Really. Yeah, yeah, we've had this yeah, conversation. Tony yeah. Hazel, Dean, 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 Dean Dwight Gordon. Yeah, right. Talking about him yesterday. Let's move on to a couple more questions. We had a lot of questions about kind of season overall and how people are feeling about this campaign. Matt Paul, IG, says. Has this season been poor, in, in, in inverted commas, as some people seem to believe, there hasn't been a major threat of relegation at any point this year? Yes, there the parts of it. Of course it's a good season. Yeah, it's slightly disappointing to find out that four games from the end of the season is the earliest we've been safe yeah. from relegation, six seasons in. And of course it's been a good season, and of course Roy has achieved wonders in in. Keeping a good, it's not wonders because we've got a good squad and we should be. But there are plenty so, of better squads that have. Yeah, succumbed. and we should be, but uh, abs- absolutely. But I, I think we need to cast our minds back to October, November, when we were losing away to West Ham and Brighton, and we were arguing that's probably the worst spell of games we'd had, and relegation was without a doubt an issue at that stage. We were talking very well, seriously we about what's going on. We've been in the bottom three at this. We weren't far away. We may have been. been I think I read the other day that somebody Remember at one stage we had fewer points this season we had the equivalent last season and last season was the worst start we ever made. We went eight games without a win this season as well. So yeah, there were times before Christmas when... I think since January or February the 1st someone told me the other day we were in the top Four, five, six for current form, and yeah, uh, in and terms of points we that, we've accrued or, game also, there was a, or games there was we've a, won or something like that. Brilliant yeah. graphic in the Man United Chelsea game with the, the teams that score most goals in the last fifteen minutes. That, yeah. We're third, yeah. <laughs> scored eighteen goals in the last fifteen minutes, right. Palace, which I think is a corollary away from home. Obviously, well, also, <laughs> but I, I think I think that probably reflects the fact that away from home you've got teams that are. To try to batter us for, yeah, for, yeah. for and, and yeah. just it's like the old rope dope. They're out on their feet yeah. in the last ten, fifteen yeah. minutes, and Wolf gets well, look, all the look, space. Look, I mean, you know. we get a lot of questions about this, Enders, and, and Matt Paddington Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. has said, when people are saying they want more progress, what do they mean? And should we be more like a Watford and Leicester? They say, but uh, we demand they demand better. Are these people right, or should we be happy and content with how far we've actually come and the fact that for another year we've got, we got first-team football, uh, top-flight football? Well, yeah, we f- progress, you know, again, it's, it's a difficult question to answer, isn't it? We're, we're still in the Premier League. We're on... We're on we, we, we may end up having more points than we ever have done. We've, we're safer early than we ever have done. We got to an FA Cup quarter-final. We're in the FA Cup final three years ago. You know, it's, this this to me is all these. If you looked at the club ten years ago, yeah. this wouldn't have been. You know, you said mm. in the next ten years this is going to happen. And I know we always talk about that, but it's, it, you, sometimes you have to step out of it and just look in and see yeah. where it is on the, the yeah. bigger picture. Day to day, we could walk out the Everton game and all be moaning, yeah. and we can moan about this or moan about that, and certain players, their attitude and their performances, and the manager, he brings the subs on in the, the 80th minute rather than the 70th minute, and it's a disaster and the world's going to end and all this sort of stuff. But in general terms, the progress is steady. It's not, it's not, it's not super fast, but it's ste- steady progress. Does it feel to you like it is happening? It feels like it's progress. There's stuff happening behind the scenes. There's, there's plans for a new stadium. There's, we've got a great squad. We're looking at players. We're, we are bringing in players like Meyer that we didn't know before. We thought was going to be maybe better than he was. We've got people like Mamou Sacco in. You know, we, we've got, we, we are moving forward. We're moving forward as a, as a club. And as a whole entity, we're definitely moving forward. It's just not as fast as some people want it to be. I don't and that is purely down to media and to pressure. Yeah. And it, because it's so, the game is so 
so looked at in such microscopic detail that yeah. anything is just well, instant. I agree. Instant. I, I agree with everything Ender says, and I don't think I'd ever want us to be the sort of club that spends two hundred million pound in the summer to finish mm. eighth rather than tenth yeah, or eleventh. Exactly. But on the other hand, I still think there is a slight mindset around the club of survival. Of, it, it's almost like every season is like it's our first season in the Premier League. We we don't we I don't know if it's a psychological thing or a subconscious thing. It's like we don't seem to want uh, to strut our stuff we, in the Premier not, League. We're the, we've not invested Kev a lot of money in the last couple of seasons in the no, team. No, have we, we haven't. No, no, we haven't. I mean, Roy Roy talked about that last Thursday. Sack a little cost bit. a bit of money, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he he since, said since he then, said he said then. I haven't. He said since I've been here, we haven't spent a lot of money on the team, and he said, and that's not. Me having a pop at Steve or Dougie or any of that stuff. He just said, "Who is Dougie? Who's this yeah. Dougie talking?" Uh, I mean, Doug. Doug. No, Sorry, Doug. 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 Doug Freeman. <laughs> yeah, Doug. He did call him Doug to his face. But he said, "You know, that, that's the circumstance. That's the position we're in, and I, I deal with the cards that that I'm dealt effectively." But he did say. You know, West Ham, who one place above us, spent 135 yeah. million yeah, yeah. pounds in the summer. Yeah. We spent 10 million on a bloke they didn't want. Yeah. yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, when I you look at it in such a way, that to you, me is progress. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't. That yeah, to me is progress. You can't say yeah. that he's done a terrible job in that respect. You know, because Sir Lot was a disaster that he was served up. Rakip and uh, Yak. Yak weren't even considered good enough to be considered. Yeah. Maya's been a disappointment. Guaita, good free signing. AU, one goal all season up front. Not probably two. done two, two. One in the league, though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, one Premier League goal this season. Yeah, yeah um, one against Grimsby. I mean, Grimsby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope Crucial he can yeah, score against teams of League Two level, in fairness. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but also, the, just to, sorry to interrupt yourselves. The other thing about the progress thing is, you know. We earlier on in the, the pod we were talking about getting these goals away at these big clubs. We are we you know we we beat Man City away from home. We yeah, beat yeah, Arsenal away from home. And we as a we as fans would see this week in week out. We were we were surprised. We weren't like oh this I can't believe this. It was like okay yeah well we beat Arsenal. Yeah. It wasn't like and yeah. I think that's progress. The fact we, yeah. we, we it's not unusual for us to get these results. We every season we get these results. Although it's yeah. typical Arsenal to ruin it by being. Shocking <laughs> the, two, <laughs> the two games after that. Where you were talking yeah. about the Everton thing, and I said you play as good as the other team let you to a degree. Everton defensively were way better than Arsenal. They gifted us some very poor yeah. goals. Do you I know? guess, like, I guess it's important and to recognise how far we've come, hundred percent. But also, we can still be frustrated. Of course, yeah, we, we can. can. Absolutely, we're allowed to do that. I, I was yeah. frustrated w- w- watching that game at the weekend. Yeah. I was after about twenty-five minutes. I turned around to my wife and said, I, I, "I'm bored." Yeah, we're, we're, that's okay. I, I was. It's boring. It's a boring game. But it's okay. We've all got an isolation, but in the context of the season, you know. Yeah, but also, we've all got. It's like. I shouldn't get involved in Twitter dis- debate because we've all got it. All comes from a place of love. We yeah. all, we disagree with each other on whether Saturday was a disaster or a shambles. But it, <laughs> it, but, but it, it doesn't mean that we don't that we, we go right. I'm never <laughs> coming to this club again. It's because you want more. It's because you yeah. always want more. Of and of you course, do. you know, Chelsea just mentioned Barnsley 2008. None of it. There will well, be people just listening. Over ten years. That's yeah. what I mean. But there will be people listening to this pod who are too young to remember those yeah. days. God, God love them. You know, Travis is too young to remember those yeah. Yeah. those days. And yeah, and we God forbid we ever go back to them. But it, that doesn't mean to say you can't want I more. I guess I do. I get. And we have had a question from from distant Palace and. I distant. Who just, who just sort of references, you know, we look at Charlton 10, 15. Yeah, I, and I do sometimes worry, like, we've seen it happen. We know why it happened to Charlton. 
maybe that gives me a bit more perspective and a bit more context to how things are going. But Charlton, actually, you know, I'm enjoying a, it right now. These are kind of other glory days. For Charlton, us. Charlton as a club, bizarrely of all of all clubs, you wouldn't imagine. Yeah, but because the fans had worked so hard, brilliantly to get the club back to the valley, yeah. that fantastic campaign. Charlton listened too much to the fans because it's you have to blame Charlton's board for what happened, not Charlton's fans for demanding. Yeah. If you know, if Charlton's board, as they did, turned around and said, "Okay, they're not going to be happy unless we finish in Europe," that we'll all sack Kirbysley. Then, yeah. I don't think we would we would do that, and I don't think Palace. Yeah, wouldn't. I don't know any Palace fan who say, "Right, we've got to be top four, we've got to be top six. Yeah. Where, where do you think we should be, Kev? Where do you think? And you end up too? Where do you think? What would you, I, what would you have expected? I'd like to be. Us? I, tell you I what would I'd have liked to be top ten this season. I would yeah. like to be top. I'd like to be. I'd, say, I'd like to be safe by February. I'd like to not have a spell in the season when you're looking over I'd your like shoulder. I'd like to be top ten. I'd like to have got to the FA Cup semi-final at least. I'd like to. T- I'd, I'd like to have a, every season a good a good run in the cup if you're not getting to a final because I think that's great and I think I'd like to be ending up top ten and maybe push you for. I'd like oh, to turn up. I'd like to turn Europa. up at Sellers Park with the expectation, not the certainty, the expectation that we'll give everybody a game. And that we'll beat well, teams. We do generally. No, no, we do. No, no, but I'd like, to, I'd like to roll, up, turn up at Sellers Park with the expectation that I might quite enjoy it. And that we I guess might for me, I, I, the only thing I'd like from this season is more goals at home. That's probably it. Yeah, a few more. We goals probably at home. said this last time, last season. Last we ended, season. And I think we would have said. I think it, was it was the, the penultimate game last season? We beat Leicester five 0 Yeah, yeah. So you know, who knows what's going on against Bournemouth? We'll have had variations. I like that. We'll have had variations of this discussion at the end of every Premier League season. It's the only difference being that we, the last two seasons, we've been out to talk about good away form, and in the f- three seasons before previous that, that, previous to that, we haven't been out to talk Fortress, about Fortress, but we were talking about Fortress, Fortress sellers. sellers, yeah. So, well, I, I, uh, I'm with you to a point that I, I would have hoped, you know, eight, nine, ten, but then you realistically look at what's there. So you've got the top six: Leicester, Everton. Wolves uh, are there, Wolves, nobody expects West Ham. Yeah. Nobody there, expects there's, Wolves there. There's, yeah. ten, there's ten teams now that we're already at who I'd argue have thrown a lot more money at it than us. Um, Wolves and Watford done very well, be mm. similar to us. Bournemouth too. You know, it's quite competitive, that, that second level, if you like. And we're in the mix, but... I'm not sure without without a striker that hits the net yeah. with regularity. Yeah. I don't think we can argue that we you, should I, be doing much better than that. It would be nice to finish the season with more than fifty points. Wouldn't yeah, it? that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be lovely. That'd yeah, be amazing. Yeah, that yeah. would. But what I'd, we're not uh, miles off that. It, but, it, this no. is a kind of negative way to put it. What I'd like to be is a sort of team because I know Sheffield United fans, Norwich fans already will be saying, right, okay, we can finish above Palace. We can finish above. Yeah, they, they still they will still look at us as a team that they can that are down that end rather, and that's. Mm. And I know it's a sort of negative way of describing it, but that's why I say we should be we should be competing with West Ham, Leicester. We well, should be we, competing we, with everyone. Well, we are got, exactly that. But, yeah, but what I'm saying to you, Kev, yeah. is West Ham just spent 135 yeah, no, no, million pounds. We've spent ten. Yeah, mm. fair point. You know, so we that's, did, we that's, did get four points off Leicester and score no six points, six off, points off Leicester. Leicester yeah, yeah. Scored five goals five, against them. Yeah. We've got eight the year before. And ten, How we beat Man City away? We beat Arsenal away. No, no points off Brighton. But we played terrible against. No, it wasn't down to anything. We'll see what happens. If it wasn't for us, we're going to keep. We're going to relegate. Cardiff we're going to keep growing up but anyway yeah, that's, that's a discussion <laughs> for another pod and we'll find out you know, we'll have this pod again in a year's time and we might we might be saying the same thing please God we might not you know. my mother would we say will be. Surely, um, finally then part, uh, last question part, I've had this question in my notes for weeks it's from Delirious Dave hi Dave oh, hi, hi, says, Delirious uh, I'm only doing it now because I think the new kits might be announced tonight or the next week or something he says oh, maybe not tonight stripes. Maybe fingers not. crossed stripes. he says would you be happy having the sash as a home kit I know I would PS not related to waveform either 
Do you know what? I think that's an indication of how the season has been that we haven't been list- most other seasons since about January we began. What's new kit? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not as big a fan of the sash as everybody else is. Ooh, I, I love I, the sash. I think the sash is a all right away kit. I like. I like the I like red and blue stripes. I like the stripes. Well, claret and blue stripes is what I'd rather have. To be perfect. Well, yellow honest. trim. With yellow Steve trim. Yeah. Style. But I like red and blue stripes. I don't. Yeah, I do. I like yeah. the sash. I'd, I'd have the sash as home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like any jersey that's yeah. got the Crystal Palace badge on it. To be yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm just happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm easily pleased. Yeah, especially if it's blue and white stripes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd love, yeah, you'd love <laughs> that. <laughs> Not a fan of the weed, are you? No, yeah. looks JD like, like yellow, Hopefully, nice. we're going to keep them up this yeah. weekend. JD had a nice yellow shirt with black shorts and a Palace badge on it. Oh, He'd be happy there. Yeah. Here we go. My yes. beloved Orns. <laughs> Come on, you Orns. You are a Watford season to get older, JD. I read on. Well done. I read on. I read on. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, well done. Three of them against Watford. Well, we're here. Then the spirit of enjoyment and tribute to London football. Well done, Orient, for getting back in the league. Yeah, well done, the Orient. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Former Palace player, Joby back enough. Yeah, not quite straight back, but Joby. Yeah. Well, apparently he's he's been coaching as well. His his rumours are that as a coach he's fantastic. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Just get him in. Yeah, so but that's it's in. really good to see Orient back in the in the. It is anyway. Uh, let's move on to part three. We're going to preview that game at Cardiff on Saturday. Uh, welcome back to the Vote Plan Podcast. Hey. Pod two eighty nine, sponsored Ooh. by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with Okay. And JC and Associates. Visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will. And Eternity Home Finance for every aspect of your mortgage advice. Visit eternityhomefinance.com or ring 0330 133 0709. 09. Okay. Right. You got that? Got it. Yeah. You've got to learn that off by heart now, JD, haven't you? After uh. all these years. You need to get them a little tagline or something like we need sort, to, we sort your life out or a, something like that. Well, you know. He <laughs> still has to read vector printing. He can't learn that off by heart. <laughs> <laughs> so to get it, you know, spot on. Vector what? Anyway, Cardiff away at the weekend. Yep. Penultimate Ooh. game of the season. Obviously, we're safe. Cardiff still, well, just about in a relegation battle against the weed. Um, and all I've got here is, uh, shall we play the kids? No. Do you know, if, if, if Cardiff... We're still in with a decent shout. Despite what everyone's suggesting, we would be the worst team for them to play. Because, A, there is no professional footballer in the country who would give her anything other than 100%. For all that we were bad on Saturday, and it's nothing to do with lack of commitment. Yeah. B, Roy Hodgson is the sort of manager who will absolutely demand that there's yeah. no hint of anything other than yeah. complete integrity, 100% commitment. So I... I I actually don't think we're a good team for Cardiff to play. I he won't think, play. He won't. Roy, Roy, Roy will respect the competition way too much. He won't yeah. play anything other than I a strong think first given all team. that and everyone saying about you know Cardiff still going for it and will we play the under twenty three? Not. I actually think we're guaranteed to win. I think. Well, also as well, the players, as we as we've discussed on this pod before, the players don't give a toss whether Brighton or Cardiff go down. They just yeah. want to go out and get their win bonus and get yeah. three well, more points. Steve Steve Paris will have pointed out to them every place in the Premier League is worth another. Million quid, yeah. and also I, I, it's not in the footballer's DNA to go to. Willful want to do well down in Cardiff. Yeah, he absolutely will <laughs> want to do well down <laughs> in Cardiff. You know, yeah. I, I can't yeah. believe that anyone would actually want us to lose a game just to right. suit somebody yeah. else's. And it's uh, not really going to suit them anyway, to no. be honest. Well, they've blown it, I think, yeah, already. To be blown. honest, unless they're very lucky. I mean, Man United are having a good spell now, so I guess there's always a chance. But um, I hope that we 
put it away on Saturday and uh, yeah. have it all finished and clean. Well, it'd just be nice to finish the season with six more points. Yeah. Well, and, and then get, well, as you've been saying, get potentially a highest ever points total in the Premier League. What, what um, is it at the moment? Oh, 48. 48. Is it 48? Yeah. Okay. What, are we expecting the same lineup then? PVA poss- No, PVA played into maybe Wardy back in because he's been switching PVA and Ward at left back recently. PVA needs a long rest, doesn't he? I mean, That's possible, I think, JD. I, I, I wonder whether. You know, Maya was a bit disappointing. I think perhaps Townsend might find his way back into the team. I don't know what he'll do. You know, he may he may go a little bit more open against them if he thinks that um, we'll be on the front foot and able to attack them, which I think we probably can. But I don't think it'll be an easy game on on. So well, no game is easy, and they've got a lot at stake, and the atmosphere will probably be quite intense, even though they're really hanging on by their fingernails. But uh, I hope we're good enough to to put all that to one side. Is our, is our game first? It's five thirty, um, so and then TV, isn't it? I know, but is it after Brighton's game? Brighton Arsenal Sunday, half right. four. Uh, so Cardiff are playing before Brighton. So I I think Cardiff will they'll have to come at us, won't they? Yeah, they'll, they'll have, have to. to leave space behind us. And also, for all ourselves, he talks about the atmosphere down here. It'll it'll get really tense quite. Yeah, yeah, quite quickly, I imagine. There would have been, I, I think there was a situation whereby if we did happen to lose, there would probably would be a, a celebration at the end from both sets of fans after gonna, five minutes. But I don't think... People might, when Cardiff score, Palace fans are celebrating. No, no not at all. Well, also, as my, as my dad points out, and my dad's as illogical as me, when you can't, you can't, you can't <laughs> second-guess what he's going to think about anything. Come on, Kenny. Uh, but he, he hates Neil Warnock more than he hates Brighton. We had this discussion. At oh, the really? he's, he'd much rather relegate Warnock than... I've got, as he said, I've got nothing against Brighton, so you've not been paying attention to have you? He said, but Warner, he's never forgiven Warnock for. Was he listening to me on the podcast? No. Kenny, same thing. Yeah. He can't get BBC One, let alone a podcast. <laughs> 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 no, he Kevin, yeah, you know, Warnock, for all his weasel words about, you know, he had to go to another club to get money for the administrators. He walked out on us as quickly as he could after we were in that He couldn't situation. afford to put petrol in his car because yeah. his club card wasn't working. He yeah. gave that interview to the News of the World. Well, he's got he? his tractor in it. He's always going on about it. He could have driven Plus that to work. He couldn't afford to tank yeah. himself. He was a bit short. He's, always, anyway. he's been on that tractor. The last three jobs he's been offered, I was on my tractor, <laughs> on my farm. I thought, oh, should I take one more job, one more chance of making millions of pounds? Yeah, I'll do that. Palace job was actually his last job in football, wasn't it? Yeah. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> He's anyway. on his fourth. This is his fourth last job in football, isn't it? Um, I feel like we went when, when we went down there and punched and scored twice. That was end of the season, and they went down, didn't they? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. near to all. Mm. That was close. Was to that the, the game when there was all the fuss about the leaking of the team yeah. sheet yeah. and all and the Wolf was playing for Cardiff? Oh, yeah. Wolf was playing for Cardiff. Yeah. Punching, banged in a few, and, and Wolf, Wolf got applauded and and uh, screamed at every time he came near the Palace fans that yeah. day. And really. He was not at his best and substituted. Yeah, the, the Cardiff fan said he was deliberate. Let's hope Wolf is on better form. And I believe was Solskjaer Cardiff's manager. Yeah, it was yeah. the worst manager they've ever had. Yeah, oh. officially, <laughs> officially the worst <laughs> manager in Cardiff's history. Into the Man United system. job, yeah. well, he might become the worst manager of United. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining me on the pod. Thanks for asking. Thank us. you for Our asking, us. and yeah, thank lovely. you to Soho Radio for hosting us. Yeah. As they have done a lot recently, which is yeah, which it's good, wonderful. Thanks for listening. The extra pod will be with you, of course, after that Cardiff game, and then the full pod will be with you again next week. So enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.